Hey, wonderful people, welcome to my channel. Continuing from the last one, where we talked about how to make out what the wife thinks of the husband in the marriage from the husband's Namapsha chart. Like I promised, let's continue Namamsha studies number five, but this one with an actual case study. Now, whether this is the chart of an actual man or imaginary, I'll leave it to you, okay? These kinds of things I don't want to get into because we are here to study stuff. So let's begin. Also, I want you to keep in mind that this particular analysis that we are doing of a Namamsha chart of a man who is married does not count nakshatras, does not count the Mahadasha they are in, does not count many, many other factors. Okay, This is just at the rudimentary level of analysis. I just want to give you a snapshot first to begin with, which will sort of give you a beginning point. If I combine too many things, it's like throwing too many ingredients on the plate to cook with. You know, you're confused, you don't know where to start, what dish to make. There's just too many ingredients. It's like telling you have the whole kitchen, do whatever you want. Well, where should I start? What should I begin? Astrology is something similar, especially Vedic astrology. There's too much of stuff in it, too many ingredients to deal with. So, we just simplify it for the sake of analysis so that you get a sort of appreciation of what we are looking for. Appreciation for whether this kind of thing will work or not. Whether you can look at uh, your husband's Navamsha if you're a married woman or whether you're a man and you can look at your wife's Navamsha and begin to sort of unpack the story a bit. Unpack the story a bit. There's always stories and layers which you didn't know existed before. We are here to learn, we are here to understand. Not for the sake of this or that, not for the sake of using. Everything is not about use. In this life, is everything is far more bigger than just a human limited concept of use, misuse, abuse and so on. That's just nonsense, okay? Come on, let's get into the studies. Let's start with the husband's Navamsha chart and how the wife is and sees the her marriage with this guy. Okay, let's begin. Right, so there we begin. Now we see Navamsha studies number five. Husband, this is the husband's Navamsha chart. He's a Virgo ascendant in the Navamsha. I'm not, I'm ignoring the natal chart here. We're seeing only the Navamsha in the series. And so we begin, if you've seen the previous video, if not look at it, we begin with the seventh house as the first house and we start going counterclockwise through each of the houses and examine how the wife is how she sees her husband's personality, how different areas of her life is, relationships are, how she perceives things, what's her uh, you know, sexual desire factor, what's her emotional factor, whether she feels peace at home, how she connects with her in-laws, all of these kinds of things we have to see. Yeah? So the planetary arrangement is there. We are ignoring all the outer planets. We are considering seven only. Right, The basic ones, Jupiter, Sun, Saturn, Moon, Mars, Mercury, Venus, and Rahu and Ketu, right? We are considering this. So let's proceed. So the seventh house in Navamsha, seventh house from the perspective that it's husband's chart, but which is the first house for the lady. So we are examining from the lady's perspective again. This is a man's Navamsha chart. This is the way the wife is going to work and how she sees the marriage from her perspective. Very clear on that. 
So first house is desire of the spouse, what she desires from the marriage, individuality and unique qualities of the spouse, spouse personality traits, this we covered in the previous, right? Strengths and weaknesses, overall nature, physical appearance, attractiveness, the magnetism. We all have a magnetic quality to us as human beings. What is that? What's the sort of benchmark? Okay. Overall physical features, magnetism that can be expected in the spouse. Now, in the first house, we have for her Ketu, South Node of the Moon and Jupiter, as I've indicated here. <clears throat> and what does it provide? First of all, Ketu and Jupiter looks at the fifth aspect as well. So I'm combining, I've not shown it here. In the further slides, I have shown it in this video. So excuse that so jupiter looks at even number uh, nine and number five looking at her perspective this is five and that is nine okay so jupiter and ketu rao ketu have the fifth and the ninth aspect so all combined i have put the summary over here what's the summary how the wife is first she has a mysterious air about her ketu provides that introverted ketu provides that seemingly secretive seemingly is the question lots of people with ketu in the ascendant are misinterpreted as hiding things may not necessarily be the case they may just be introverted like mm, thinking a lot seemingly secretive attractive physical appearance ketu and jupiter combined gives that a kind of mysterious appearance like a scorpio magnetism so to speak knowledge and wisdom okay they have knowledge of wisdom because jupiter is present there even ketu is a moksha karaka seeking more of it externally and strong inclination to learn and grow with that this is her nature okay mercury in the ninth position there from the jupiter suggests she may she may continuously learn through life this i know for a fact very smart and intellectual nature jupiter looking at mercury gives a person an ability to especially mercury in the ninth house will give them a lot of desire to study post-graduation, PhD, you know, further studies, real further studies in college and that kind of thing. Okay, past life connect to spirituality. Why Jupiter and Ketu are combined in the first house? This is a strong indicator of wisdom this lady has from past life. She will have kids but strangely be detached from them. Why is that? Because Jupiter is combined with Ketu. Jupiter looks at the fifth house, will provide her children. She has two lovely children. But she is strangely detached because Ketu detaches them. Ketu detaches if it's sitting in the ascendant from aspects of the fifth house and aspects of the ninth house as well. Okay. So she will have kids but she will be strangely detached. Like I don't really emotionally attach to the kids but I will provide them wisdom. I will provide them good knowledge. I will provide, give them, you know, good social behavior, good qualities. I will share all this wisdom with them. Not necessarily emotionally attached. That's the way Jupiter Ketu will behave with the children. Because we are talking about the marriage aspects. Okay. That's what it does in the first house. Now let's look at the second house. Right. What happens in the second house? The second house has got Sun and Saturn combined in it which is the 8th house for the man, but 2nd house looking at from the wife's perspective, which is the 8th house in Navamsha for the man. This depicts financial stability. For, for her, financial stability means, is she earning money? Is she a professional? Does she go to work like a traditional work, 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 business, whatever? So finances earned by the self are the 2nd house, right? And also family, birth family. Also spouse after marriage, voice and speech or verbal things by the spouse. The 
if you want to know the quality of the speech of your spouse you need to look at the second place for this guy over here mr ascendant mr husband it will be this house how this house is the quality basically you got to look at that and for her it will be the eighth house because that's her second house family inheritance and potential influence on the spouse's family why because eighth house looks at the spouse's family house in the second that is this chap's second house yeah and shared values and beliefs if you're living as a family you kind of tend to have some shared beliefs yes that's what it shows in her case because sun and saturn are sitting and remember we are not looking at nakshatras here we are not looking at any other stuff just basic planetary position and that itself gives so many stories sun and saturn are conjunct in the second house for her so she will be dominating harsh frugal in speech dominating why sun is present harsh and frugal why saturn is present does not get along with her spouse with her younger siblings okay because second house she does not get along with them suppressed nature dominating towards her in-laws okay because sun looks at the family of the spouse here so it can be dominating sun is any, everything but domination right wants to be a leader dominating towards her in-laws late wealth and recognition at work because saturn is present in the house of work will work for a living saturn is present it will make you work full stop saturn will make a person work relatively stable married life because it looks at the spouse's second house saturn wherever it sits it creates stability it creates slowness of time that's what stability in this context means everything will be subject to change anyway why do we call saturn a slow planet because it tends to sit on it like a fat man sitting in a place it sits and suppresses time of that house so things get delayed things get delayed means things take a lot of time to happen wherever saturn is or looks at now let's look at the third house now we come to the third house what is happening in the third house now in the third house there is no planet and i want you to keep this as a general rule whenever you don't see any planets you see the dispositor of that planet okay in this case being venus because it is taurus and you also see if some other planets are looking at the house okay if there are some aspects of the other planets from now on we'll start doing that so what is the third house or the ninth house for this chap for her it means siblings extended family of spouse shows father in law cousins in law siblings in law interactions with them teamwork we saw all of this in the previous ones right keep this box this white box in mind when you are doing this compare it to the planetary aspects and you will get the full meaning that's simple you can revisit this video any number of times how does it get better than that right so what does it provide her first of all rahu for looking at from her ascendant rahu is in the 7th house so that aspect of rahu falls on the 3rd house also mercury is sitting in the 9th house for her for her it's 9th house for this chap it is 3rd house so looking at it from her perspective mercury from the 9th house also looks at the 3rd house so what does this provide her this is my analysis of it may have younger siblings and cousins will go for short travels abroad spouse may be resident abroad and she may go time and time again to visit the spouse tendency to have attraction to men abroad 
men of foreign lands mercury is sitting in a foreign land place and rahu is looking at that particular thing right into this aspect so it may be possible short flings and affairs why because rahu is looking at this third house of earth third house is the beginning of sexual desire like having short term affairs yeah she may have short flings and affairs shrewd and cunning in the matters relating to peers at work competitive and clever why because mercury is there mercury gives the shrewdness rahu amplifies it okay and venus is sitting here also right venus is the dispositor so it may influence this heavily for her competitive and clever brings the same quality with in-laws remember this is a place for in-laws look at the white box as from a marriage perspective third place also stands for in-laws because they become your new peer group okay may love software and computers rahu combined with mercury will give a software engineer think about that may love software computers it and develop skills in that she is now let's look at this guy the fourth house okay so what's happening in the fourth house well fourth house is here which is highlighted it's got moon in it right fourth house for her 10th house for mr husband now 10th house of navamsha spouses domestic peace of marriage is she peaceful in the house yes moon is sitting here so definitely but saturn is sitting here in the second house so third aspect from saturn looks at this so she feels kind of stifled at home she feels emotionally stifled she's like my emotions are not being able to be expressed in this house also but she does feel a sense of peace moon in her fourth house is good for her everybody wants moon in fourth house everybody wants emotional comfort nurturing the tenderness in the home front that's what home is home is where the heart is right also another aspect we see mutual one is venus sitting in her 10th place right looking at it from her side it's in the 10th house for her so what does this bring us along with this elements in this white box emotional connect with mother with mother in law conflicting emotions at home moon in the house of mercury moon is sitting in gemini moon and gemini don't get along you can see the dispositors in my previous videos so these two don't get along moon and mercury are enemies so if moon sits in the house of mercury it feels stifled already plus like saturn like we saw in the previous slide is sitting in the third the so third place from saturn is always an effort in any area of life in any divisional chart in natal chart etc so she will feel a little bit stifled emotionally at home she will have land and real estate in the home land saturn provides it because saturn also looks at it moon also in the fourth house provides land and real estate in the home land emotional intimacy at home is very important for her more emotionally secure in homeland than abroad moon sitting in the fourth house will desire to decorate her home with lots of artwork paintings why venus is looking at her, the home front so venus will want to bring all the nice paintings artwork decorative pieces plants paintings you know you, and a woman is the owner of the house she is the lord of the nest so she will want to bring and put all lovely things and decorate her house okay that's one of the part of her nature now let's see the fifth house 
So what do we have in the fifth house? In the fifth house, what's happening? Fifth house is the house of love, education, romance, passion in case of marriage. The passion, romance and the enjoyment of opposite sex in a marriage in terms of emotional bonding, in terms of intimacy is seen from the fifth house for her, okay, which is 11th house for this Mr. Husband. Level of romance, passion, enjoyment experienced by the spouse. So what's happening in her case? Ketu and Jupiter are looking at it, which is not really good. It provides like a mixed bag of things. Let's see what it provides for her. This lovely lady, detachment from love and romantic aspects from her side. This is from her side towards him. Be very careful with which side you interpret it. Astrology is not a single way of looking at things. There are always two sides to a coin in astrology. We are just seeing the husband's Navamsha. We'll do the wife's Navamsha next and then see what happens in her story. Okay? It's always a different perspective looking at a different ascendant looking at a different Lamamsha. So from her side, Ketu provides a detachment of love and romantic aspects. She will conceive kids because Jupiter is looking at the fifth house which is his own house so he will give her kids and she does. But emotionally unavailable for them, Ketu provides a detachment. She thinks of kids as having just I need to give them wisdom, I need to give them sense of duty, I need to give them education, provide for them. It's like a duty thing for her children, not emotional connection as a mother. We'll teach them wisely, educate them, we'll have very liberal views on religion. Why? Ketu is liberal, liberalist. Okay? Ketu looks at the world view, Ketu looks at the larger picture. Rahu is the one who gets narrow-minded. Okay? Liberal views on religion, very focused on education. Marriage is an act of duty. Ketu and Jupiter combined will give this. If it looks at the house of romance, it becomes a duty. Everything is a duty. Responsibility for her, not enjoyment as such. It takes away the enjoyment part of it. Loves intellectual discussions with the spouse. If Mr. Spouse here understands that, they can have good intellectual discussions between them. That could be sparking a kind of bond. We might say not necessarily romance but a bond but wants to dominate that conversation like a teacher to the student jupiter is arrogant in this way that even if he's a teacher or a professor he always wants to get the better of the student so she treats her husband like a student like a child like i know better than you you need to learn from me that kind of an approach doesn't make for good relationship does it now let's see what's happening in the sixth house for her so in the sixth house we have nothing there but sixth where is the lord of the sixth house is sitting in the second house as i have highlighted over here what is the sixth house stand for potential obstacles disagreements conflict fights within the marriage power struggles who is the superior boss here in the house who is the boss husband or the wife right always a power struggle there this house will show that from her perspective. Now, her dispositor is sitting in the second house of family. She wants to be the boss. She will be dominating everything in the household. She wants to dominate. And sun is exalted for her because it is sitting in the sign of Aries. So she will dominate. Dominance within partnership family matters because it is sitting in the second house. Always needing to win an argument or disagreements. 
you seen this kind of people i have to win this argument i'll not give in i don't care how wise you are or how true your words are i want to be the one who says the last word probably due to father issues in her birth family why because father is combined with saturn might have had a very strict upbringing with father not very close to father thinks of father as a disciplinarian so now she comes to marriage and now she wants to dominate this is now here this is my area i want to dominate at all costs these kind of things play out with us psychologically yes she will want leadership but dominates at work because sixth house is also the place of daily routines in her work she will dominate okay will expose and defeat all her enemies and competition at workplace because this positor sun is doing very well right and it is sitting in the second house so defeating enemies and because of defeating enemies there will be a rise in her profession could be another interpretation okay now let's see the first house the bhavat bhavam house okay this is important now how she sees her husband let's see now we come to mr husband and we got a whole lot of arrows as you can see because this house is being aspected by a number of things first of all mars is aspected by ketu mars is looking at ketu over here mars is looking in the fourth aspect at venus mars is looking at the eighth aspect on the second house rahu on the other hand fifth and ninth aspect is looking at her third house and her ninth house oh my goodness and jupiter is looking at the first house There's so much going on with this husband of hers, and all the aspects that is that is marked here. I had to summarize in a paragraph. Seriously, which has been quite some time. So, what is seventh house for her? Looking at it now, she looks at the husband. How your spouse sees you, your personality traits, your behavior, your overall disposition, desire of the spouse from marriage, from her perspective, how she is looking at her husband. This is her husband. okay so this is all bhavat bhavam aspects is also there past life connection let's see how all of this white box plays out for our lady beautiful over here your spouse how does she see you in marriage she sees as aggressive dominating mars and rahu combined will give the most dominating spouse she sees like that she is wise she is detached but she sees her husband as a combination of mars and rahu that's very aggressive dominating obsessive compulsive mr rahu's characteristic think she knows it all and overtly attached to her sibling she is obsessive compulsive because she is looking at these aspects of ninth and third right attached to her siblings her skills her hobbies one who is very keen on getting higher degrees why rahu is looking at that okay wanting to do something in the area of it software industry wanting to live abroad wanting to live in tasteful decorative beautiful houses because mars is looking at venus right from the um, from the husband's point of view also they would want a large big house and so does the wife look at that okay wife is looking at husband looking at all of this that's how she perceives it passionate and very keen, keen interest in uncovering hidden secrets because this mars is looking at her second house okay 
so mr husband over here is always suspecting i know she is doing something i know she is having an affair i know this i know that i need to investigate always wanting to look at secrets of mr husband i know this to be a fact in fact that's how i got the charts passionate about very keen interest in uncovering hidden secrets of the spouse and spouse's family she looking at he is looking at her family spouse has high sex drive mars and rahu combined wants sex all the time passionate and needing it a lot mars and rahu will give the very strong sexual drive libido whatever you want to call it potential potential for a lot of secret affairs on the side for him that's the way she is looking at spouse may be an enemy or a jilted lover from past life come to sort out karma this time around why do i say that the combination of mars and rahu might be a jilted lover a lover whom you abandoned in the past now you have come to work it out with the same soul as your husband in this lifetime that's her karma okay now let's see that particular house which is the eighth house now in the eighth house there's not much going on there are two aspects from sun and saturn eighth house is the second house of navamsha which is for longevity transformations that's eighth house for her okay just as a reminder for her that is eighth house for him this is second house so what does this provider eighth house is secrets joint assets after marriage sexual life after marriage change and transformation stability of the marriage and so on all these aspects marital bond what is the psychological emotional bond that a husband and wife have that is the net fruit of a marriage which is eighth house which is very critical so the dispositor in this case it's a sign of libra is sitting in the 10th uh, house from her perspective it's 10th house and sun and saturn look at this house also her eighth house so saturn looking at that provides a stable marriage despite anything that might go on despite she might be having affairs husband might be having affairs on the side but they'll still stay married because of saturn looking at that house and saturn by the way is sitting in the mr husband's eighth house also so look at how this works out both ways it works out. even that same saturn looks at her eighth house and provides that stability saturn looking at this house although the drive to dominate and uncover family secrets joint assets is largely controlling her sun is shining on that eighth house when sun starts shining on some house it will want to expose everything in that house it shines just think of the sun whenever sun is in the sky like how it is now it shines on everything it removes every trace of darkness in that particular area of the earth right it's just light blazing white light so sun stands for that it illuminates whatever it touches period sun is just illumination it doesn't care what it shines its light on it may be in the most creepy crawly of creatures it may be in the most brightest of creatures it shines light on everything okay so now it is shining light on the 8th house so it will want to have an interest in all the joint assets and need to dominate is a strong thing about sun sexual activity becomes restricted saturn looking at the house of sex will make it restricted 
marital bond is a challenge as urge to dominate is very strong think about the psychological aspect of what i just said lack of vulnerability if you are trying to dominate your marriage mr husband or mr wife or whoever it is that is listening to this you will not have vulnerability if you don't have vulnerability you don't have intimacy if you don't have real intimacy and emotional bond i don't care how many times you mash your body parts you are not going to have intimacy i'm sorry that's the way it, it works right lack of vulnerability this is where it comes from change of her profession will bring changes to the relationship dynamic within the marriage this is good news why venus is in the house of career for her tenth place and venus is the dispositor of this eighth house whenever she changes profession there there might be a window depending upon what planets are transiting her chart <clears throat> and we have to see her chart for this that window of time may be a transformational time for better in marriage for her imagine this if she changes a profession things might turn out better in her marriage so the relationship dynamic between husband and wife might change for the better because venus is the karaka of navamsha venus is a planet to be looked at always carefully in every navamsha chart okay remember this will definitely become interested in occult sciences later on because sun and saturn both are looking at the eighth house they will become interested in occult at some point in life okay because there is ketu and jupiter also in the ascendant for her later in life whenever that happens now let's look at the ninth house so what's happening in the ninth house in the ninth house we are aspecting getting aspected by ketu and jupiter as well as the dispositor of this house which is ruled by scorpio the sign of scorpio and mercury is sitting there and scorpio ruler is sitting in the house of spouse so what does the ninth house represent luck after marriage long term travel higher learning world view with the spouse long distance travel with the spouse foreign connections journeys by spouse intellectual compatibility between husband and wife okay so what will happen as a result of all of this she will see spouse as very secretive scorpio sign of scorpio and mercury is buried there she will see husband as immature why because guru or jupiter is looking at mercury jupiter whenever it looks at mercury this dynamic is a teacher student so this person in the ascendant meaning i am the teacher looks at the mercury and says you are a child you don't know what you are talking about you see the dynamic there so will see her husband as immature someone who needs guidance and wisdom rather than working things out as an equal she will not perceive her husband as an equal simply because of the single dynamic of jupiter looking at mercury directly she has great interest in intellectual pursuits higher education post graduation because jupiter looks at mercury provides good education she is still studying by the way after marriage and two kids so she is very liberal minded because ketu is there long distance travel may happen from time to time her communication is sparse less communication ketu will restrict that mercury sitting in scorpio will restrict that okay 
so she may appear introverted frugal appearing introverted but secretive in truth in truth she is very secretive scorpio hides stuff okay and her husband is also very secretive because he is looking at the third place his skill set is pretty secretive she might be having dualistic opinions her ascendant is pisces it's a dual sign 12th house is a dual sign so she always flipping between no but this is also right no but this person is also right no 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 what about this 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 yeah but what about this 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 is a dual sign okay dualistic opinions changing view about religion ketu and jupiter combined gives this weird combination of i want to be liberal minded but i also want to be traditional jupiter is very traditional ketu is very unorthodox now you stuck them together in the head and what happens they are in a dual sign it becomes very flippy once one opinion about religion once one another opinion about religion religion why because it's looking at the ninth house it's a house of world view philosophy and religion changing views about religion and philosophy keen interest and constantly exploring that subject through life this dynamic this person makes it very very keen in that area because jupiter will and ketu will look at that mercury and continuously explore this is a dynamic very challenging dynamic for maybe the husband okay now looking at the 10th house from her perspective whose dispositor mr jupiter over here and there's venus sitting and aspected by moon so 10th house from a marriage perspective is not much it might be her profession it might be a profession how she feels about it right it might be the more of reputation of the couple how the public sees the couple overall reputation public image and reputation of the couple how everybody sees you as a couple not as individuals so this combination gives us very good relationship with mother in law because moon looks at this house mother and mother in law dynamic is very good she gets along very well with mother she gets along very well with mother in law they have a very good public image of the marriage right because venus and moon are good planets and they are both in good signs here professional success is always on her mind why because jupiter is there the dispositor is sitting in the first house for her dispositor of the 10th house is sitting in the first house so always thinking of i need to succeed in my career okay i need to even teach in my career support for profession can improve the dynamic in their marital bond immensely if mr husband over here takes this one aspect of this wife and says let me work with this let me support her in her profession because that's what's important to her this is the thing people need to understand you need to as husband wife you need to do things which the other person likes not what's in your head or what you think is right nothing more to give that kind of a perspective than vedic astrology say what i got here in my hands she is thinking about career mr husband supports that she will start opening new dimensions in the marriage new kind of relationship dynamic can develop a bond can develop in a nice way right okay Now let's look at the which house is this eleventh house. So what does eleventh house mean for us here? It is being aspected by Rahu, and its dispositor is sitting Saturn is sitting in the second house. So eleventh house for her is fulfillment of desires. Why do we get married after all? 
long term fulfillment of desires long term meaning will my children grow up will they be good people how will my in-laws be if they have number of children daughter in law son in law will they do well will they have wealth good health good wealth everybody wants these things that is shown in the 11th house for her for her the 11th house sits in 5th house for him so it's the same aspect but let's see what this gets her she has secret sexual desires of men of foreign origin okay because rahu is sitting there okay and this 11th house is also the house of gains and going into the foreign lands which is sitting saturn sitting here so she might be having this desire for elderly men saturn is elderly men elderly men of foreign lands slow and steady gains in wealth and career and very few friends in the community okay saturn suppresses this very few friends and social media although there is desire for popularity and quick money because rahu has that desire rahu when it looks at the house of money she wants money boss she wants a lot of money she's not necessarily a gold digger maybe but she is secretly desiring that money but because it's a house of saturn and saturn is sitting in the second house she will have to earn that money it's not like a lottery ticket for her at least okay now let us see the final the 12th house okay so 12th house is over there seeing it from her perspective this is mr husband's 6th house so it's for spiritual growth introspection detachment with spouse potential for spiritual pursuits etc everything in this box which we discussed in the part 4 Now, what is the result of all these arrows going back and front? Okay, the dispositor is one dispositor is sitting in second house. The Rahu is sitting in the seventh house, looking at the house of gains. It is lots of crisscross going on. Let's just summarize it: spiritual truths and growths for this soul, this beautiful lady here, whom we are discussing, can potentially happen slowly and steadily through her work. she needs to work work becomes her worship karma okay karma yoga she is more of karma yogi slow and steady growth through life she can even learn that from family because saturn teaches that karma she can learn that from foreign travels and from her married life itself her own marriage is her place of worship if she dedicates herself to it uses all the wisdom of ketu jupiter mercury everything that she's got use this this good relations marriage can be good for her also it's always a choice my dear people it's always a choice even if you see all the astrology in the world i've seen people who know astrology 10 times better than me i'm just a student like you they still go and mess up everything because they are not they don't choose to see it in a higher way right it is a choice it always 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 is a choice okay next let's let us see the wife now option chart and how the husband sees the marriage with this same lady okay next we'll examine the wife meanwhile take care be safe